0: Today, I will say good afternoon. It is Thursday, February 9th. Uh, I did 12 mile hike this morning. I am on YouTube. I got a couple of, uh, hey, where were you this morning? Well, I posted in the private Facebook group that I was going for a hike. I was trying to beat the rain. Um, So if you're not part of our private Facebook group, go to the link tree down below, hit under my picture. There's a Facebook logo. Just go and hit that. I think I posted it on Twitter as well. Hit the Twitter logo. Follow me. You know, hit alerts. Do whatever you need to do. Uh, just make sure that if you're one of those people who misses me, you have the, uh, the socials so that you can do it. Um, I did have people join because they have the alerts on YouTube. Just remember, I always say this at the end, but I'm going to say this at the beginning. Gentlemen's agreement. Uh, just if you're listening, just go to YouTube. Hit subscribe. And how do you find my YouTube? You go down below to the link tree and you just click on the YouTube logo or go into the words where it says, There's my YouTube. Boom, click on that, hit subscribe. I don't care if you put on alerts or not. Alerts are interesting if you're interested in quote unquote trading with me because sometimes I'll pop on for earnings and things of that sort and trade, Um, but that's up to you. Uh, Just the subscription will mean a lot to me. So instead of tipping me, just go subscribe. That's all I'd ask. Um, First thing I want to bring up is I've gotten a lot of emails uh, and a lot of regrets. And the emails are, this person posted this. I listened to them. Uh, Should I hold on to this because it's a losing position now? Well, first rule, um, do not listen to somebody on the internet. If I give you um, some strategy and you like it, take the trade. Um, That's the first thing. If there's a reason for you to buy this, other than somebody told you to, then buy it. If you're just buying this because somebody told you to buy it, do not buy that asset. Do not spend your hard-earned money. Um, I know people who will tell other people to buy uh, cars that are out of their price range just because, well, I have that car. It's, uh, it's, It's great. I live in that neighborhood. Go buy that house. It's not a strategy. So do not do it. Uh, I am sorry that you listened to somebody on the internet, and I am sorry that you, uh, you actually lost money. It doesn't make me feel good when other people are texting me that they've lost money because of somebody. Uh, but the other thing I want to tell you is make sure you understand your risk and make sure that you're sizing your risk. For instance, this is a great for instance because it comes up at this time. Google. Uh, Google had their AI demonstration yesterday. It went horribly. I don't know the details. I haven't read the details. I don't spend my time looking at a lot of things. um, Specifically, uh, as far as the details go, you guys know I have ADD. So I headline read. But it went horribly. There was something about the James Webb telescope where um, it just went horribly. Horribly. I liken this To when um, uh, Watson was playing in Jeopardy. IBM is Watson's AI, and that's been out for years. And it was playing all of the contestants in um, Jeopardy. And Ken Jensen, I think, was one. There were several others. All of the humans got wiped on the floor. But there was a final Jeopardy question about something about a gas station or something like that in the US. And the specific point in the question. Was in the U.S. Well, what did Watson answer? Watson answered Toronto. And so Watson basically lost Final Jeopardy. But you know what Watson did? Watson said, eh, sizing? I'm just going to, you know, a couple dollars. Won the episode. Wiped the floor with everybody. Uh, Watson just got Final Jeopardy wrong. Everybody else got it right. But they couldn't catch Watson. So that's essentially what I want to do. Do not listen to someone. I, I feel horrible when I get these emails, by the way. Um, and, and don't you can send me the emails. I have no problem listening to you and understanding. I want to teach you. Uh, so one of the biggest learnings is when you lose. Um, but I go back to Google. I bought Google last night at 99 dollars. Google right now and uh, right now, it is two o'clock on Thursday. And Google is at $94, I think. Let me see where it's trading. Uh, $95.23. It got all the way down to $93. It's a losing trade for me right now. Uh, I'm not upset about it because when I entered the trade, I said, "Eh, it's not a day trade. Google's going to get this right. Google's going to find a way to make this happen. I want to put... You know, uh, I think I said this on YouTube and I probably shouldn't have. I want to put $15,000 into that. Well, I bought $2,000 worth last night. Big deal. So my entire position, I want $15,000 in. I'm going to buy on the way down. $99 was a great entry point for me. Uh, $93 is a better entry point for me. I may buy at $95. Looks like the market's trending up. Right now, it's got all the confirmation in the world. Looks like it's moving up. Yeah. I'm not going to buy into strength. I'll buy into weakness. Last night's buy was into weakness at 99. Um, it was significantly down. So uh, another question is why is Tesla moving up? Tesla defies all odds. Uh, Tesla will probably go to 300 before it hits the 85 that I, I, I thought it was going to hit. Um, am I looking myself and, 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 you know, oh God, I really should have gotten into Tesla. That's FOMO. That doesn't work. If you really believe in something, then buy it. Uh, I bought last night, uh, Disney. Uh, I bought right before earnings. Small position. I know I want to add to that position. But right before the bell, I think I got in at about 111, 112, somewhere in that neighborhood. It's at 113. It went all the way to 120 yesterday. I almost sold at 120 just saying, eh, maybe I'll take that. I do think that we get back to uh, the, the 100 handle. So I think 105, 109, um, 101, I do think that we get back to there on Disney. Um, That's just me. Uh, Small position. Uh, Bob Iger has said he is going to reinstate the dividend at some point in time, uh, and he believes that maybe this year. So I I like it. He's laying off 7,000 people, and I saw Jim Cramer kind of, yeah, this is the way, you know, I hate people getting laid off, but Bob Iger is going to be the business, blah, blah, blah. Well, dude, you can't include a happy uh, kind of thing that you're happy about Bob Iger doing it and the 7,000 people losing their job. It's a horrible thing. I went with for a hike today with somebody and one of the things that I said is, hey, you're, you're middle-aged, just be aware. They can cut you at any time, so make sure you have um, you know your savings in line. And, and this particular friend is completely fine. Uh, not worried about him whatsoever. He's doing great. But yeah. So Disney and Google, again, I didn't buy because somebody told me to do it on the internet. I bought because I found a price that I was comfortable with, a multiple that I was comfortable with, and I bought it. Disney's a little bit up higher than I actually want to spend. Um, Disney's PE right now is 63. Their forward PE is 21. Um, I think that the business will, uh, Iger basically is showing that they've been spending too much money. 7,000 employees is a lot. They have 220,000 employees worldwide. So it's just kind of a drop in the bucket year to date. This one's up 30%. That's why I say, I do think that I'll probably have a chance to buy a little bit more between a hundred and 110, but I'm happy buying this. When you look at a long-term chart, Of Disney and I should have bought in the 80s back here in December 27th uh, and I'm buying into strength but I'm buying a small position when I look at the weekly chart of Disney and I look at we're at levels that we were during the pandemic when you didn't have Disney plus when you didn't have the parks open and you look and prior to the pandemic you're a $140 stock when you didn't have Disney plus now you do have a lot more debt with the current company. But I think they take advantage of their their um intellectual property and I think they take that back. So, you know, I, I talk about Netflix a lot when it comes to streaming as well. It's the only uh only company that's actually making money. Uh we had a buy in here at 290. You've got gaps down below between 323 and 330. That's kind of where I'm looking at this one. Uh they don't have the history That Disney has. They don't have the parks that Disney have. They don't have the intellectual property that Disney has. But when I look at a weekly, we're just heading up to the 200 day. We're getting up to 363, about 403, 400 is the 200 day. Uh, You didn't even go under the 200 day during COVID. COVID sank this one and it didn't touch the 200 day. So As as a well-run business, I do think, could you buy into this? Long term, I don't think you have a problem. Short term, I'm not touching it. Tesla, you know, you look at Tesla and we look at the short term, we look at our algorithm on Tesla and, uh, God, I should have bought in at 119. I'd almost be doubling my money right now. Yeah, you're just getting above the 200 day. Uh, You got a gap down here at 154 to 147. You have the same gap between 258 and 263. Right now, you have all the confirmation to fill this gap. $211. Wow, that's super expensive. Well, go and look at a weekly chart of Tesla and take a look at the weekly chart. All you're doing is you're coming back up. You're only about halfway up to where the recovery kind of support comes in at about $300. So at $400, that's your high. November 22nd, 2022, it's the week, it was high, you know, you, you basically, the only time when you uh, collapsed under the 200 day was the 2018, 2019 slide, Um, and that just, you know, you had that slide, Um, I was in the stock at that time, I got out of the stock at that time, God, I wish I would have held. so don't play FOMO, don't listen to someone on the internet Do the work and understand where you're buying into. I am not in Tesla. I am not in Tesla. My belief is I don't want to buy into strength. I'd rather buy into weakness on this one. At some point in time, this comes down. Year-to-date, this one's up 71%. Disney is up 30% year-to-date. I was comfortable buying into strength on that. Not at 71%. You're 45% below your 52-week high, which is 384. You're 107% above your 52-week low of 101. 101, clear as day, you should have bought. So, uh, you know, again, lessons. Do the work. Understand what you're buying into. That's how to use this podcast. It's not, hey, Gary told me to buy this. No. 100%, I'm giving you ideas. I'm letting you make the decision. If if you want to follow me, that's fine. Understand why you're following me, though. Uh, and, and that that in that respect, I'm doing what I need to do, which is just hey, here's some ideas, and and go and buy it. We're not in competition with anybody. There's nobody who's going to compete. Nobody. You know. And if you are competing, good for you. I'm not. Uh, here is a Pepsi, and I said, hey, Pepsi under 170, buy it. Buy it all day long. I do think that this one sixty four to one sixty six gap, it's there. Uh, it bounced right off the top end of that gap for some reason, which probably is going to provide you support. Um, they announced they they beat on both the top and the locked, uh, top and the bottom line. They raised their dividend and announced a huge buyback. They raised their dividend, I think, by ten percent. Um, I would be buying this on dips today. Eh, Probably not. I would probably wait for a 1.6 handle on this one. It's not too far away. I mean, you're only trading at 172. Are you going to be upset if you buy it at 172? I don't think so. This one is a little bit expensive in that when you look at Pepsi, uh, they have a 24 PE and we can look at Coke um, and they have a 26 PE. So I, I do think that both of those PEs are a little bit high, but these are solid businesses. You know, Coke has a 2.95% dividend, and Pepsi has a 2.69% dividend. Uh, I own both of these in in fairly large allotments. I mean, we're talking probably close to eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 in each one. Uh, I just split them up. Uh, your boy here is addicted to cola. Absolutely 100% addicted to cola. I don't care if it's Pepsi. I don't care if it's Coke. I drink RC, okay? I will drink Publix cola. I will drink any cola in the world. That's why I have both of them. I don't have a preference. If you like Coke over Pepsi, buy K.O. Stay away from P.E.P. Just a personal preference. Um, let's see. I'm going to start on my notes now. Farmer Jim, Jim uh, Labenthal. Uh, I like his investment strategy. He has been a bull all the way into this. Uh, he got a question yesterday about rig, Transocean brought up some good points. Um, He said that a lot of these, uh, the rig is bringing up uh, oil and they're filling up their oil tankers and they have some pricing power. Uh, His suggestion was buy it on a dip. He said he wouldn't buy it into this run. He'd buy it on a dip. I think that's a good suggestion. If we look at our 65 minute algorithm, which is our day trading algorithm and this one is in the video that's on my YouTube channel. It is a simple buy over the, uh, eight day EMA, uh, and sell when the price goes under the eight day EMA. Uh, right now it seven forty-two. uh, is the buy-in on that, that strategy. I will tell you that, uh, you have quite a bit of move on this. Now, uh, the deep candle, I won't use the deep candle on this one. We'll go a thousand candles. And just so you know, on this algorithm, I timed it out A 1,000 candles on the 65-minute chart is 142 trading days. So it's almost six months. So six months on this one, the algorithm makes you 61%. Buying and holding the asset makes you 71%. So that's, I I think I agree with Jim Labenthal. I think I'd wait for a dip. My guess is if you get a dip back here to the six handle, $6, uh, I think you could take it. You do have this gap here but this is on the 65 minute let's go to a uh let's go to a 4 hour let's take a look at a 4 hour cuz i did see a dip in the 4 hour i think let's run this algorithm um let's see let's run uh this one for yeah 483 was the buy in i don't see that gap i do see a little gap but it's filled in so you do have confirmation on the the 4 hour um if we go to a a weekly and I kind of look at this one. Yeah, you're a little bit expensive. It's over the 200 day. It's the first time over the 200 day since 2018. It's expensive. So uh, I, th- I like Jim's, Jim's suggestion. Uh, the one that he suggested that I thought was super, super bullish um, was our favorite bank, Shitty Group. <laughs> Shitty Group on the current candle has you out with a 14% gain. Uh, so you're not in there. Uh, Jim Labenthal likes this one on the weakness. And he specifically said uh, for the P.E. value, you're at seven uh, on the P.E. The book value on Citibank is 92. He believes you can double from here. And I believe that's because he thinks they will probably go to book value at some point in time. You look at Goldman Sachs and and, and obviously Sh- shitty bank is different from Goldman Sachs. Their book value is 307. They're trading at 372. Look at Bank of America. Their book value is 29. They're trading at 35. Um, Look at JP Morgan. Uh, Their book value is 86. They're trading at 141. Shitty Bank is the only one of the major banks that, that I could see that's trading under its book value. And it's significantly under its book value. And there's a reason it's under its book value, is because it has been run so poorly. He thinks it could double. Uh, He thinks it could get back to its book value. Uh, It is a long-term trade. Understand that the current uh, uh, MACD uh, four-hour strategy has us out at 50. I'd like to see you with a 40 handle on this one. But I do think that I I liked his his play on this. Um, So I I really liked it. A couple of chips that that they brought up. NVIDIA, Um, I heard... There is a super chip that's getting ready to come out in Q2. I don't know too many details about it. You can probably read up on it. Uh, Ironically, this four-hour algorithm has you in at 143. You've still got confirmation up here at 225. Um, It is just a crazy runner. Uh, I'm not buying it at these levels. I do think if you see a pullback to the um, 100 handle, I think you absolutely 100% take it. I don't know that uh, chips are all of a sudden that NVIDIA is out there. This is part of the AI move. Understand this is part of the AI move. Uh, and NVIDIA releasing a super chip in Q2, AMD has said they will also release a similar chip. So you could take the look at both of these companies. Now, AMD is not as strong a move as uh, NVIDIA has had. You had a buy-in here at 64. You've got gaps all the way down on this one. Uh, you've got declining value uh, volume. They've already announced their earnings. NVIDIA earnings are coming up later this month. Um, but I wanted to put AMD in there. It's above the 200-day. That 200-day is moving positive. You had this golden cross. You kind of got this button hook happening here. But I think you're setting up here for some support at the 80 level. Uh, I do think that 75 is probably a better um, buy-in for this one. So... Uh, Capri Holdings, CPRI, I never talked about this one, I never heard about this one, Um, they released earnings last night and it was just a shit show, absolute just horrible, the RSI is down at 24, Um, I heard folks and I've read of folks that say down at these levels just makes sense to buy, just makes sense to buy here at 40 and wait for it to go back up to 60. You can see the volume shelf right here at 60. Um, Where is my volume? I think it's way back here. Let's pull it back closer to here. Um, You can see right here at 58, you're trading at 49. So essentially, again, the quarter was horrible. Wait for it to have some confirmation. Right now, look at that nine day. You are so far below that nine day. But as we move on, I think you could look at it and and potentially move this up. Now, if we run the 65 minute, um, the day trading, uh, I know you're going to be out because it's going to have a couple of candles down here, but are they coming back? Yeah, you're still out. There's still no confirmation even on a 65 minute candle. But I do think when you see it up here between 56 and 60, I do think that there's an opportunity to maybe buy into this one um, uh, just on weakness. I wouldn't buy it here. I'd wait for it and and wait for the confirmation, but I did hear it, so I wanted to bring it up. Uh, D-Man has been talking to me about Home Depot. He has a ton of Home Depot stock, and where do I think Home Depot's going, blah, blah, blah. So let's take a look at Home Depot stock, and I'll take a look at it against Lowe's Um, because those two stocks kind of trade right in line. but here, Home Depot, ironically, on this candle, it gets you out with a slight loss, a 1% loss. Um, you rode all the way up here to 340 it looks like, $334. Um, yeah, $340 was the, the high here on this one. Um, I would say this gap here at about 288 to 297 Remember, it's under the 200-day, so it's not as big a magnet. I've always liked Home Depot closer to 300 um, I don't think that you should sell at 317. I do think you'll probably get back to the 320 mark. Uh, if you need cash, I don't think it's a bad place to actually sell because I think at some point you get back down to the 200s. The 52-week range is 264 to 367. Uh, so you're right in the middle. The PE is 19. The dividend's 2.37. So far, you're flat on the year. It's up 065 I don't think it's a horrible, horrible stock. I don't think it's going anywhere. Lowe's, on the other hand, PE of twenty. What was Home's D Home Depot's was 19. So Lowe's has come up. I mean, remember, Lowe's was a PE of around, I think, 14 or 15. Um, and and Home Depot was always around 20. So this one's come up. Uh, you got a 1.97% dividend year to date, you're up 5.3%. This one's kind of the same thing around 200. I think anything under 200 you buy anything over 200 you could probably sell. Home Depot's the 300 mark. I mean that's that's kind of your thing. I I don't know that you necessarily. I mean listen, it's spring. Let's take a look at some seasonality for Home Depot. Let's go back. We're uh this is 9 years. Let's go back see if I can go back to We're going to go all the way back. <laughs> I can go all the way back to September 1981. So September, this is 41 years and this is month. This is monthly. So if we take a look at monthly, February is a pretty good month. 57% win. March is an even better month. 63%, 63% win. April is an even better month. Uh, 64, 68%, um, was positive. So, uh, you know, Again, you've got some positivity. The weakest month looks like it's June and September uh, and January, ironically. So maybe you're getting ready to, you know, spurt on some growth in Home Depot. Again, that's 41 years. Uh, if we change on here to week of the year, let's take a look at the week of the year. So we're, we're now in week six, 55% of the time over, this is just 19 years. Uh, can I go back even further? Let's say. Uh, not only December, 2003. So uh, 19 years. So 55% win on the current week. Next week, you go all the way to 68% win. And then you're in the fifties until you get to another uh, week 12 of the year, um, which is 68% win. Then you get all the way to week 16, which is a 74% win. And that's the highest of the year. So if I were to look at the seasonality and say, okay, when am I selling? I'm selling in week 10. You know, you're in week six right now. I'm probably selling around maybe even week eight, week nine, depending on where you are on your chart, but seasonality uh, of the the stock, that's probably where I'm going on this one. Again, Home Depot, I don't think he got huge moves in this one. They're not coming out and saying, Hey, we got a debt problem. Hey, we haven't sold enough shovels, but uh, I think it is what it is on on Home Depot. I think it's you know' it's, it's a fairly expensive stock for what it is, but it's not going anywhere so let 's look at Boyle. Hung asked me on, um on youtube to to look at Boyle. Uh, here is Boyle on our four hour algorithm uh you've got kind of got a bottom here. Uh, it definitely is putting in this capitulation. Uh, the volume is trending up, uh, but the price has been trending down into that volume we looked at, looked at price um, strategy uh, uh, on the last uh, last thing and when we saw volume going up but pricing going down that was look for sell opportunities that wasn't look for buy opportunities uh, right now we're seeing volume kind of level off and we're seeing this capitulation here the question is the next candles now, right now you're still not over the nine day I'm not comfortable enough to say go in and buy it from a, a you know a weekly standpoint, um, but let's take a look at the 65 minute on this one. 65 minute on this one. Um, let's see where we're at. It's going to paint it. Uh, this one, it has a buy in here at 613. You're trading at 593. Now here's the thing. You can see all of these entries. You only see one, two, three wins. So this strategy is not a winner. Now, if we go to a shallow, I'm gonna test this to see a thousand candles. Remember, a thousand candles on this 65 minute uh, chart is 142 days. It gets you in 81 times. Uh, Your average win is 10%, but you only win 25% of the time. So are you willing to take a look at all of these losses on the way down And say, yeah, this is the one time it's going to win for me. When 6.13 was the entry, and all of a sudden it's at 5.92. So I'm not willing to time it. You know, KOLD, on the other hand, has just had a monster of a run. Uh, You look at KOLD, and if we look at this on the 65-minute candle, uh, right now on 1,000 candles, um, this wins you 75% versus... Uh you get two hundred and seventeen percent just buying and holding your average win again, just like uh, boyle k o l d has an average win of ten percent, but you win forty percent of the time, so you almost double your winning percentage just on on k o l d uh but of course we we know in six months k o l d has had all the momentum until that momentum gets done i i i just You know, again, I I don't know how many times I can tell you guys on the chart. I think Boyle goes down to two bucks. That's you know, can you ride it for, you know, six to ten dollars in a short term? Absolutely. But there's better places to bet with your money. For instance, just put the money into Google. (laughs) You know, Google is something you don't mind holding. Uh, when you lose money on KOLD or you lose money on Boyle, remember, you're not buying an actual asset. You're just betting on the futures price. So there's nothing of value behind that buy. And if, you're, if your thought is, well, I'm just going to buy it and hope that it goes back up, it's a decaying asset, sorry. Google is not a decaying asset. Apple, Amazon, not a decaying asset. So be aware of what you're buying, why you're buying it, uh, and if you're gambling, the Chiefs on Sunday. You know, Jim Cramer's rooting for the Eagles. Just buy the Chiefs. It's just as good, you know, the, again, this is a 40% win on KOLD. You got a 20% win for 10%. You got a 50% chance win by just betting on the Chiefs and the spread. I mean, go ahead. You know, uh, try try and, uh, you know, the, the correlation between those two is is just as much. Um, so that's why, uh, you know, I, I think a few weeks ago when we were looking at YouTube live and I was, uh, telling this, this woman's quote unquote team has a sports better. That's why you have a sports better is because when you're playing the, these kinds of, you know, uh, things for day trading, it's all it is. It's just betting. You're not buying an asset of any value. You're just betting. Uh, a couple of, uh, stocks that are having, um, earnings after the bell, PayPal, boy this one's weak. <laughs> and this is the 65 minute candle. Um it got you in what 2 days ago. Yeah, 2 days ago uh at 82 got you out with a 2% loss. It's still on the downward side of the 9 day. You have no confirmation. Um when we go to the 4 hour candle and we look at the long term, um I own PayPal at a significantly higher price. Um I have not done a good job of buying into this one. And the reason I haven't done a good job of buying into this one is just because I don't think it's at its bottom. I think this gap here between 71 and 73 is probably going to get filled if they come out with some type of uh, earnings warning. Um, I could be wrong and you could go and fill this. Well, that gap's been filled between 88 and and 90. Uh, I don't think it's a bad business to get into though. Honestly, I use Venmo. Love Venmo. They own Venmo. Love Venmo. I use PayPal. I mean, honest to God, you know, I don't think it's a bad business. It's just been poorly run. Uh, Uber released their earnings. Lyft is coming in after the bell, And you're seeing kind of weakness into this this earnings. You're seeing the dovetail. Uh, $10 buy-in on December 29th. You're trading at 16 You got all the way up to $18. So you made 80% on your uh, your investment here. Uh, I think it pulls back to the 200-day. I think they just come in with some type of craziness. Um, I don't think that they're as profitable as Uber. I think Uber saw some Uber Eats stuff. I think Uber just has a better business than Lyft. Honest to God, I think it's just better than business. Another one that's reporting after the bell that you may want to invest in, but again, I think it's had its run, is uh, Expedia. $86 on December 27th was the buy in. You've got this gap here um, between 94 and 96. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you, you could buy into the strength in the travel industry. And when we look at Expedia, um, we've got a 42 PE. So it's a huge PE. It's up 35% year to date. I mean, you better have some incredible incredible numbers to guide you towards that. So uh, I would bet on the other side. One scan came up uh, and it's ironically, uh, if you're going to put money into boil and you think that natural gas is going up, the one cross up that we had, EQT. EQT, it's probably going to come in with a price of about $31. You got confirmation above the nine day. Uh, You do have your earnings coming up February 15th. Um, the RSI is coming off of a level of 34. It's currently at 45. So it's in no man's land. You've kind of just been, you know, the MACD has just been floundering as the price is just cratered. It's cratered all the way from 42 down to 30. Um, do I think that it's going to go back up? Eh. I mean, natural gas, they just don't have pricing power. And that's what this is into. You look at the PE of six. It's a fairly expensive for an energy company um, that's in oil and it, it's 100% natural gas. EQT, I'd say, is a natural gas production company in the United States. Um, natural gas is sliding in the United States. Insider sales in November, everybody was selling at $42. Everybody was selling at $42. I don't see one buy here at 30 Why aren't they buying the stock as it's sliding? So... I think that's enough of an indication. Now, you do have confirmation at 31 here. Maybe they were in their blackout period. Maybe they couldn't buy it. But you're seeing it move from 34 down to 31 within the past couple of weeks. Uh, I do think it's, uh, it's an interesting one. So, there you got it. Just a quick one. Hopefully, you guys listened to this. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. If you made it this far, hit the five stars. Um, if you also made it this far... Just go and subscribe on YouTube. Again, gentlemen's agreement. If you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.